Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello and welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. Today on the show, we have reaction to the Alberta government's proposed parental rights policies. Hannah Friedhead from Pride YMM joins the show in segment one to discuss the impact this will have on the gender diverse community. Thomas Lukasik, the former deputy premier of Alberta, also joins the show to share his perspective on the proposed policies a little later on on Fort McMurray Matters. Joining me on the phone here today, Hannah Friedhead, the executive director of Pride YMM. Hannah, how are you doing here today? I'm doing as well as one can. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much uh, for the time here today. I uh, wanted to talk about uh, Thursday's announcement uh, from the province. What were your initial thoughts uh, on that announcement of the new policies? So these new proposed policies by the UCP are incredibly harmful and very transphobic. And uh, our initial initial thoughts are that we are urging the government to please create policies in consultation uh, with the expertise of not only groups like Pride YMM, but also with the medical community, educator and the transgender community itself. Pride YMM issued a statement on Friday stating the policies operate under the assumption that all children are safe and protected at home. I'm wondering if you could just elaborate on that point. Absolutely. Uh, We all hope and wish that children are safe in their homes, but research shows us that that is definitely not the case. A lot of uh, transgender and gender diverse individuals and youth face a lot of stigmatization from family members and peers. And uh, queer youth also report lower levels of parental closeness and elevated rates of parental abuse and homelessness. Our queer youth is heavily overrepresented in the homeless youth population in Canada. Uh, it's been estimated that between 25 and 40 percent of homeless youth identify as queer. Meanwhile, it's only five to 10 percent of the general population that does. Um, this homelessness, this risk, is a direct consequence of them being outed, whether it's voluntarily or forcibly, to their family, um, which is one of the main causes for young people leaving home or being kicked out of the house. Trans and gender non-conforming youth are also more likely to be experiencing current rather than past family violence. So coming out to your family can be very dangerous for a lot of youth. It's, um, it's not very safe. We wish it was safe. We wish all families were safe spaces for their kids, but for queer and especially trans and gender diverse youth, that's not the case. What do you make of no teachers or teachers unions being consulted on this uh, policy? It seems a deliberate choice not to uh, consult either teachers, medical professionals, or the gender diverse community um, because they knew the answer would be that these policies will not create a safer space for trans youth, but the opposite, very much the opposite. The Alberta government says this preserves the choices children and youth have before potentially making, and I quote here, life-altering and irreversible adult decisions. What do you make on that stance? I believe it creates uh, a situation where they're politicizing trans youth instead of protecting them. Uh, It also creates this image and a false image, too, that 
um, transfer or gender affirming care medical procedures are easily accessible for use in Alberta. First of all, surgeries on trans youth are non-existing in our province. Um, banning surgeries that are not happening is just a way to police trans and gender diverse people, not to protect them. Uh, and this new policy actually removes parents' abilities to choose where right now youth age 16 and under can receive hormonal treatment with parental permission. But with this new policy, that uh, that's no longer an option. What are your thoughts on the Premier saying she's trying to depoliticize the issue? I believe these policies are doing the exact opposite. And if she would like to uh, have a conversation about how these policies can be reworked and how policy can be created to actually protect trans youth, I would love to uh, be a part of that conversation, as would uh, my board of directors. Your statement mentions queer youth are 14 times more at risk of uh, suicide than heterosexual youth. Uh, Do you feel Thursday's announcement uh, could make that statistic worse? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Trans youth are at much higher risk to attempt suicide, and uh, studies show that this risk goes down by about 40% if they have a safe person in their life being reduced even more. So by 93%, if they have supportive family, which many do not. Uh, So that 40% reduction is usually a teacher or a safe person at school. This ostracizes trans youth even more, putting them at risk, uh, making them feel othered, making them feel excluded, making them feel as if they're their own authentic selves are not valid and that they don't belong in Alberta, which they do. Stigma around identifying as a sexual minority has definitely reduced over the last 20 years, but does this feel like a step backward in that? It does. It does. We've come such a long way and I know we have a long way to go, but policies like these are incredibly divisive. Um, They create a lot of fear And they also insinuate that things are happening that are not, instead of highlighting what we actually can do to help trans and gender diverse youth, which would be things like increased access to gender-affirming mental health care, um, more support in schools, better education around gender identity and uh, sexual orientation and what that means, including for parents. So there's less fear involved, less uh, fear-mongering. What's your message to those who are deeply impacted by this proposed policy? You're not alone. I know it's uh, it can be very scary. It can feel very isolating. Uh, but we're here. You have support. Uh, you have a community. Uh, please look into our support groups. Uh, if anyone is interested in learning more about the queer community, about uh, any of our programming, about anything of these issues or topics that are scary come come talk to us hannah friedhead the executive director for pride ymm anything else you'd like to add today well we encourage everyone to uh to write or call their mla to let them know your feelings about this um please check in on your on your queer loved ones um right now it's a difficult time and we offer solidarity and full support to our fellow 2 LGBTQIA advocacy groups. 
and uh, we offer support to our local community, both to our support groups and our caregiver support groups. And remember, you're not alone. Well, Hannah, thank you again so much for taking the time to talk about uh, what is no doubt a difficult topic here on uh, Fort McMurray Matters today. Thank you so much for having me. Coming up, my conversation with Thomas Lukasik next on Fort McMurray Matters. Thanks for tuning in to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. Joining me on the phone here today, Thomas Lukasik, the former Deputy Premier of Alberta. Thomas, how are you doing here today? Doing well. Thank you for having me. Thanks for uh, coming back to the show. Didn't think I have you on uh, so soon again, but uh, I had to get your response to uh, Thursday's announcement. Uh, how'd you see it? Well, disheartened would be an understatement of the year. You know, this is not my first time around. As, as you may recall, Jim Prentice um, tried to put a, a bill through. Uh, that would in very significant way um, not only limit the rights uh, of uh, of uh, transgender and LGBTQ children, uh, but but in no uncertain terms uh, possibly put them in a way of harm. Um, at that point in time, uh, two PCMLAs, Doug Griffiths and I, voted against it. Uh, and then Jim Prentice realized that this is actually not only a wrong thing to do, but an immoral thing to do. So he backed out of it. Um, Kenny went down that lane as well and somewhat limited uh, those vulnerable kids' rights. But but what we have seen from Danielle Smith is unprecedented. It's not only unprecedented in Alberta uh, or in Canada, but, but frankly, uh, we probably now have um, some of the most draconian rules and soon-to-be laws uh, relevant to um, uh, this population of children in in you know in, in Western civilized world. How is this different than uh, policies introduced in Saskatchewan and Nova Scotia last year? Well, it's, it's significantly different, and, and frankly, everything she's introducing is contrary to what she is saying she is introducing, because um, she is saying that she is uh, increasing parental rights, but actually this, um, this announcement diminishes parental rights and gives the state, the government, more rights. So right now, as we're speaking, before these new rules come into effect, um, any minor, any child under the age of 18, that wants to undergo uh, either hormone blocks, puberty blocks, or wants to undergo any surgery, they cannot do it. They cannot do it without medical consent and parental consent. So let's be very clear about this. Right now in Alberta, no child can can go under any medical or pharmaceutical uh, care without parental control until they are, they are 18 years old. Now, the new rules will be that even if there is parental uh, consent, even if a parent says, yes, I want this to happen, the government is overriding it, saying, no, you parent, um, do not get to decide what's best for your child. We, the government, will. So, you know, this is really contrary, and I'm shocked uh, that anybody from the libertarian pro-UCP movement would would agree with that because I thought the the, the very thought was that government does not know best, parents know best, and she's going to contrary to that. 
The second big change is that, um, you know, some kids arrive in school and they simply want to be referred to by different pronouns, um, you know, he, she, whatever the case may be. And now kids will not be able to do it without parental consent. And, and this is really problematic. In some ways, say, well, what's the big deal? I can tell you what the big deal is because I actually have a, a real case. As an MLA, I had a father uh, walk into my office to tell me that if my son ever came home or if a teacher told me that my son is gay or, or is doing any of this pronoun stuff, I would kill him. Unfortunately, I had to deal with this case and it was reported and then it was dealt with. But there is this assumption that all parents are empathetic, caring and understanding and that if a child um, wants to reveal to their parents that he or she is gay, that parents will embrace that child. Well, most parents are, but unfortunately not all parents. And if there is a case where a child feels more comfortable telling friends or a teacher, but does not feel safe or comfortable to tell a parent, you know, why would we as parents, as Albertans, as Canadians, want to deprive that child of the ability to share that with someone. Later, I'm sure they will tell the parents. Some you know, people come out much later in their life because they just know that their parents will not accept them. Uh, why create that risk? Now these kids won't be able to turn to their teacher or anybody knowing that the teacher now will have a legal obligation to tell the parent. You know, this is to me unfathomable. As a parent of, of, of two children, um, I hope to be a good parent. I hope that they would come to me with everything. But if there ever is any situation that they can't turn to me but need an adult to talk to, I would want them to have somebody in their life that they can turn to. I, I think that's just a normal, human, decent thing. And now Danielle Smith is taking that away from them. So it's unfortunate. This is a, a group of kids um, that has some of the highest suicide rates uh, among all children. And, and now we're putting those extra uh, pressures on them. And, and there is no need for it uh, other than just political pandering. Uh, it's heartbreaking. On that note, what are your thoughts on the premier trying to, quote, depoliticize this issue? Well, <laughs> this wasn't an issue until she made it an issue. She politicized this issue. Though, uh, day before yesterday, we didn't talk about this. There was no issue. Um, she's making it a political issue. This is take back Alberta and, 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 and Mr. Parker putting pressure on her. And, and now uh, the day after government already started polling on abortion. So, so this is another topic I imagine we will be dealing with shortly in the province of Alberta. Uh, this is that political wedge. There always has to be a fight. And, um, and, and this is speaking to her political base. And, you know, as I watch social media, there are people there who are applauding her for that. Uh, you know, they, they, but, but, it's, but it's unfortunate because those people don't know, haven't done the sufficient research to know that actually their parental rights are being removed. That even if they wanted to make a choice for their child and they consent, now they no longer will be able to. It'll be government. It'll, Danielle Smith knows better than a parent what is right for a child. And, you know, these, these hormone blockers and puberty blockers and, and ultimately later on in life surgeries, A, they're not very common. And it really takes a team of medical doctors and specialists 
and a parent to come to that conclusion. And, and parents and medical doctors will do best uh, for the child, whatever they deem is the right thing to do. Now, who is Danielle Smith to come out and say, I am overriding all of that because I just don't think it's the right thing. And, and as I, you know, I'm repeating myself, but this cannot be stressed enough. And calling it parental rights when she's actually stripping parental rights and parents no longer will be able to, to consent. So two big issues, you know, one, stripping parental rights and, and going against science and doctors. Uh, and we know the College of Physicians, nurses and, and all medical staff are against it, teachers are against it, but be, you know, seemingly a smaller issue, but actually a very important issue is now the inability for a child to go to a teacher or actually open their mouth in school, because the moment the teacher finds out, the teacher will be obligated to call the parent and say, hey, um, your son or or your daughter are, are asking to be called something different, they're gay. Um, and, and imagine having to go home after that when you know that mom and dad fundamentally uh, disagree with this. Um, what, what will this do to, um, to a child? Just, just unthinkable. I, I just don't understand how a sensible, moral person can, in their mind, justify that. More from my conversation with Thomas Lukasik is next on Fort McMurray Matters. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. We continue our conversation with former Alberta Deputy Premier Thomas Lukasik. The NDP say this distracts from real problems in Alberta, such as the health care crisis, uh, cost of living, and ironically, education. Uh, what are your thoughts on that notion? Well, of course, you know, and, and, and I won't claim to be a saint here. In politics, we do that all the time. You say, hey, squirrel, you know, so people look in other direction. But, but we, we, you know, we live in a very complex time right now. Uh, where farmers are dealing with the drought. Um, so we're looking probably at a summer full of fires. Inflation, even though better in Canada than elsewhere, but still is a problem. Housing is a problem. Homelessness is a problem. Prices of food are a problem. You know, there are real issues for politicians to, to actually roll up their sleeves. And there's no shortage of real work to be done. But this is difficult work. This is hard work. Uh, why do it when you can just point out a shiny object and have all Albertans uh, fighting over it and dividing themselves over it. And you don't have to worry about the real issues that are taking place. You know, th- this is pure politics. This is shoring up her political base. She, 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 you know, Danielle Smith is beholden to take back Alberta. They now control every single board of directors uh, in her party. And, and those are the demands they're putting on her. And ironically, when Prentice put Bill 10, in front of the legislature, Danielle Smith voted with me against that bill. Uh, if you look on, on X or Twitter and Facebook right now, uh, there are videos of her speeches passionately arguing, how can we do this to children? Um, this is Danielle Smith of, I believe it was uh, 2014. And, and now it's, it's a totally opposite position because it's politically convenient. But you know, in politics, politics is a dirty business often, and you score political points on things you shouldn't. But I think for all politicians, I don't care if it's NDP or UCP, you just don't do this with children, especially the most vulnerable children. You know, I just cannot imagine how those kids are feeling right now when they're hiding the fact that they're gay because they can't tell anybody at home 
but because for some you know fundamental reasons parents are simply um, they disapprove of that they, they, they think it's it's the worst thing that could ever happen um, they think it's a choice and now they can't go to their friends and their teacher at school because they now by law are obligated to tell the parents you know it's a it, it's it, the child is is left without any support to whom do you turn to um, uh, how do you go home if somebody finds out? You know, it, that, that's what education system and friends and, 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 and adults are for. That, you know, we, I do believe that it takes a village. You know, the kids should have someone in their life. And if, if in, in some cases it's not the parent, then it should be somebody else. Ideally, it should be the parents. Um, and, and most parents work very closely with teachers and then with other groups uh, and communities. But 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 now this this creates a divide, and uh, and you know, and another aspect of her announcement was that any time sexuality will be discussed in classroom, it used to be that you simply opt out your child. You say, I don't want my child in any of that, and that's available right now. Any parent who doesn't want their child to get sex education, they can opt them out. That's it. Now she made it extra difficult because now you have to opt in. So every parent who wants their child to get sex education has to opt in. The problem with that is, and Danielle Smith is, is bright, she knows that, that this doesn't only apply to sex education. I can tell you as a former teacher and an education minister, sexuality and discussion, especially in high school, come up in different subject areas. When you study social studies, when you study human rights movement, when you study literature, um, sexuality, uh, gender topics come up as part of discussion. A student, you know, raises that issue during a conversation. Now this teacher is paralyzed because you, you have to stop that discussion immediately because you need all parents to opt in to allow their kids to be part of this kind of a discussion. You know, one wonders if this is truly 2024 um, in Alberta where Kids are on TikTok. They watch movies. Um, you know, you, you, you just can't pretend um, that, that human sexuality doesn't exist, you know, unless you live somewhere off the grid with no TV and no Internet. Um, and, and would you want your kids to learn about sex from TikTok or from a teacher uh, or, a, or an expert uh, at school? Um, and if parents are so concerned, which I know they aren't by, by and large, because uh, I've, I'm a parent, I'm a teacher and a former education minister, join a parent council, show up at school. But, you know, I'm finding that those parents who, the small group of parents who are the loudest and object to everything, those are the very parents that rarely show up for parent-teacher interview, that have never been to the school library, and definitely don't volunteer on parent advisory council. You know, there are mechanisms to, that, that could deal with this, um, but this is pure political posturing. It has nothing to do with what really happens in classrooms. But um, unfortunately, uh, these vulnerable kids um, are paying the ultimate price, and, and now they know that not only government is against them, but now teachers can't help them either. I saw there was a student organizing a walkout uh, for Wednesday. Do you support that move? You bet. You know, uh, I, I, I believe, uh, you know, we have smart kids. Uh, kids are smarter now than they have ever been before. They, they read, they travel, uh, and, and they understand. My, my younger daughter, 15 years old, she watched this press conference. She laughed and she said, that is stupid. 
you know, a 15-year-old high school student looks at it and says, this is ridiculous. What is this woman, Danielle Smith, talking about? Um, they have kids that are gay and, and, and they don't care. They don't even look at it that way. It, it just doesn't really matter. Uh, this is a small cohort of, of ultra sort of right-wing individuals trying to sort of inflict the, the, the world of yesterday onto children of today. Um, so if students out there uh, want to show some uh, social activism, and, and this is not a license to not go to school for a long period of time, uh, but if you want to do a symbolic walkout at a certain time and show that you support your friends, your vulnerable friends, that you're there for them, uh, do it. You know, um, that is why I was always in support of GSAs, uh, you know, kids helping kids, supporting each other. Um, you know, kids are so much more welcoming and understanding. To them, this is a non-issue. They are looking at us, adults, and they think we're crazy because to them, uh, this is a non-issue. If you think that any child is, is in any way demoralized by what they will learn in sex ed, um, you're living in a, in, a, in a different world because the fact is that the only thing that they learn in sex ed is sort of the more scientific medical fact-based approach, but the stuff that kids get to see on TikTok and Instagram and, and other media and, and in the movies uh, by far surpasses um, anything. So if you think that schools are demoralizing your children, um, you're out of touch with reality. Thomas Suklazic, anything else you'd like to add today? No, I, I think, you know, this is the time where, where Albertans need to sit back and say, what am I doing? What am I fighting for? And just imagine that child, you know, imagine that child that is struggling with their identity, with their sexuality, um, and, and what they must feel like. And I can tell you that every single one of your listeners has a gay person, either as a friend or as a family member, uh, who either has come out or is too scared to come out. You know, this is not them versus us. This is us versus us. And, um, and it's, it's time that we grew up a little and, uh, and became more accepting. And let's focus on real issues. God, you know, in this province, we have no shortage of issues. Um, let's demand that our politicians start working on real issues and not create these wedge issues. And as I said earlier, uh, you know, if this wasn't enough, they're pulling on abortion right now. Do we really want to get into that quagmire again? But you know, I tell you, for politicians, this is the best. Um, you, you throw red meat out there and watch them fight, and you don't have to do anything. Well, thank you so much again for the time here, Thomas. Uh, we'll get you on the show here again sometime soon. Pleasure. Take good care. That was our show for today. A big thank you to both of my guests for joining the show today. We have another busy show lined up for tomorrow, so we are looking forward to that. And if you missed any of our shows, they are available on our website, play1037.ca. Thanks for listening to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Ryan McNally. Have yourself a great day.